Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is June 7th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. Uh, what have you been reacting to in the past 12 or so hours? No big Bruins news, right? Nothing to talk about today. No, there's quite a bit to talk about. And what's funny is this is my second time recording an intro today. Connor and I had a podcast all done and it all went to hell when the Bruce Cassidy news uh, came down. So this episode, as you might imagine, as you can tell from the title, is all about the Bruins firing Bruce Cassidy, which is great, which feels weird to say, uh, but they did came out at about seven o'clock on Monday night and he is fired. So Connor and I spent the entire episode breaking down how it happened, why it happened, what it means for the Bruins. Did they make the right move? I think you can imagine what our answer was on that, but there's a lot to break down with this and a lot of takeaways, a lot of different things that are unrelated and kind of related and, you know, whisperings and things like that so that was what this episode was dedicated to um remember to go support our good friends over at bet online i use that promo code clns50 and without further ado here's my conversation about bruce cassidy with connor ryan and we're here with connor ryan connor for the second time today what is up Evan, I'm a little cranky. How are you doing? <laughs> Equally cranky. Uh, we, For those who don't know, uh, we recorded a podcast at like 5 p.m. today. And you know what's funny? It was sick. Actually, it was awesome. Actually, it was sick. It was awesome. I was like, That's, this is a good one. And I like those off-season ones where we look ahead. And people will hear it at some point or hear a version of it because we'll probably just like... The lost episode. The lost episode. We'll probably just redo it like down the line. Um, but... Around like seven ish, seven thirty. Seven on the dot, Evan. Was it seven on the dot? Okay, seven, seven on, the, on dot. the dot. Time is uh, time is an illusion at this point. Uh, seven on the dot. Get the notification that Bruce Cassidy, head coach of the Boston Bruins, fired, relieved of his duties. Uh, and I said, "Damn it, we got to do a whole new <laughs> podcast," <laughs> because I was like, "We can't post a show Tuesday morning." 
that just doesn't address this at all. We can't even do like, oh, we're going to talk about it for like five minutes, then do the rest of the show. I was like, we have to just do a whole new show. And thank you to you and uh, for taking the time to uh, to redo this, basically. Of course, so- we, we, we can't have uh, a story post and have a YouTube video up and just all the comments be like, fuck Evan and Connor for not talking <laughs> about this. We can't have that. Bruce Cassidy erasure. You know, it's just it's they're, they're, they're over. It's like, they're it's like Stalin back in like the 50s and Soviet yes. Union just scrubbing out guys. No, state run we're not media. doing that. We're, we're addressing state, this head on. State run media. Um, Bruce Cassidy fired. A lot of thoughts. And we've had some time because we're recording this at like 10 o'clock. So we've had like three hours. You've written a column. I've <laughs> read through tweets. Um, we've thought about this. And I'm still shocked by it. I personally thought the comments made by Don Sweeney and Cam Neely at the end of the season meant he was on the hot seat. Um, I I heard some people say, oh, if Bergeron comes back, maybe they keep him. If they're going to rebuild, maybe he goes. Um I'm still shocked this happened now that this happened now. I, again, I expected this to come not to happen, but for him to be on the hot seat next season after maybe, you know, they tread water and it didn't work or they try to retool and it didn't work, but the circumstances of this, and we'll get into this in this episode, don't make a lot of sense because judging from just the initial stuff, it doesn't seem like they're headed for rebuild. It seems like they're going to try to run this back potentially what is your initial reaction to this yeah i i think as you said shock it's it's one of those ones right Evan, where it's shocking and then you like reflect on you like this was mapped out for a while but as you said i think the surprising thing was just the timing of it because it was mapped out where all right the bruins a lot of the guys are injured you don't know if bergeron's going to be back they're probably going to struggle out the gate Cassidy's going to be on thin ice. That was that was telegraphed to us as soon as Cam Neely gave his post-game presser at the end of the season. But then to now just rip off the Band-Aid now, it, it's one of those things where a lot of times when you do that, it's to get the deed over with and start a new chapter, what have you. And you listen to the – or you read the, the presser the Bruins released about Sweeney talking about getting a new voice in the room. Sure, right? Like the, the rationale, I guess, is there. But if you're a Bruins fan, do you have – any confidence with one that they're gonna make the right decision here or two what path it's going to be right because i think there's only one way that you can digest uh cassidy getting canned and look at it and be like all right i understand the rationale here of why they have to move forward the only reason it would be is if they were blowing things up right if Bergeron's not coming back. We're not talking about David Krejci returning. If you're, you know, dismantling the supporting cast, building around that next generation, looking to the future, and you're going out there and signing or, you know, hiring a Jay Leach, Ryan Mujanel, are you looking down in the NCAA ranks for like a Nate Lehman or something like that? If you're doing that and you're building towards this next core and you truly want a new voice in there, I get it. It's not, it's not great that I think a guy like Cassidy, who has had a great run here, um, will get canned in that situation uh, just based on how abrupt it is. But there's a method to the madness, I guess, if that's what the case is. I don't know about you, Evan. I don't feel confident at all that that's the path they're going to take, right? I feel like it's more whether it's trying to retool on the fly and you're looking at 
you know, signing like a guy like Kadri and trying to keep this team afloat and, and doing stuff like that to try to keep this contention window open. Or it's something that I think a few of people have discussed, like John Bujagras hinted at it. I think DJ Bean uh, mentioned it that, you know, is this a move to appease a guy like Bergeron? Maybe Bergeron in the way Cassidy kind of conducted himself ruff, ruffled a few feathers. Like is Cassidy firing an, a, an agreement in order to get Bergeron back? Does it make David Krejci want to come back? Does Jake DeBrus rescind his offer? Like these are all things that maybe that's the case. And if that's the, the domino that had to fall, it's a pretty damning indictment on this franchise, right? Both in terms of, you know, who's the first guy that's being put up on that firing squad and two, what the best path is moving forward. Because let's listen, Bergeron Krejci come back. Great to have a reunion. Always fun to get the band back together. Is that the best route for this team in terms of, you know, getting a lesser coach in there just to get a 37, 36 year old center back? I don't think so, Evan. So unless uh, Don Sweeney suddenly becomes very candid and talks and maps out the plan going forward on Tuesday morning, maybe he has a uh, New York Rangers letter uh, like they did and just was like, yeah, we're going to suck, but we're hopefully going to get back, which would be probably the best route for them to take just to own up and be like, we're rebuilding. Uh, you're, I think if you're a Bruins fan, you're left kind of wondering what the next domino is going to fall and you know what's the next step forward. And if you're the Bruins and you're Bruins fans, I wouldn't feel too confident about this ownership group and this front office staff being the ones to make that call in terms of what the next move is for this team and what's going to be, without a doubt, a franchise augmenting offseason. See, if they were rebuilding, and you, as you mentioned, it would make sense to can Cassidy, get a new coach in there. It would also make sense to get a new general manager in there, which they are not mm. doing, yeah. which is why I don't think they're rebuilding. Because if you were rebuilding, you would get a new GM, new coach, and you restart. the. You don't just rebuild the, the uh, dressing room. You rebuild the front office, too. They are not doing that. At least that's not what it seems like. Again, going off John Bucciagrass's tweet where he you know posts pictures of Rick Tockett and David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron coming back. That's what it feels like is going to end up happening. And, you know, I keep going back to this. I keep having this thought with, with Krejci specifically, right? Like if Krejci had those comments where he was kind of going at Bruce Cassidy when he went over to the Czech Republic for not letting David Pasternak play with him, right? And I get it. You wanted to play with your buddy. I get it. You know, you didn't have uh, sufficient line mates. But whose fault was that? Like if you are, if, if you, if David Krejci comes back to Boston, if part of that is because Bruce Cassidy is gone, how do you feel about Don Sweeney consistently giving you like crap line mates. That's the other part of it that I just can't wrap my head around. Like, where is the anger there? And I also just, again, I'm not surprised as I've thought about this more. I'm not super shocked if they try to get the band back together, even though it went so poorly with Tuka Rask, right? Even though it went so bad with Tuka Rask, it legitimately could not have gone worse. It makes sense from an ownership perspective. They want to make the playoffs. Their best bet in the most cost-efficient way is you bring David Krejci back on a super team-friendly deal that he'll probably take. Patrice Bergeron's not going to break the bank for you. So you got Bergeron and Krejci down the middle. Is it the best one-two punch down the middle you could have? Probably not, considering Krejci is 36, coming off a year in hockey that is not as good as the NHL. And Patrice Bergeron, by the way, is going to be 37 next year. Again, I still expect him to be good. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. What I'm saying is that gets them in the playoffs. That probably does, right? It doesn't fix your problems. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not justifying any of this. I'm saying this is what their thought process probably is. And that's what it is. It gets, it gets playoff tickets. They get people in the building in May, 
probably not June because I don't see that roster doing that. Um, and they think they need a new coach to get them over the hump. I also think, you know, it keeps getting thrown around that maybe Bergeron and the higher up guys didn't like Cassidy, um, which I don't think, again, we're just speculating. This is not like I've not heard anything aside from the same stuff that other people are hearing um, and putting on Twitter. You know, I, I maybe guys didn't like Cassidy and that's why they're they fired him. But again, why wouldn't you just go in a totally new direction? What, why do this? I, I don't, you know, if, if, by the way, they have not signed Krejci yet. <laughs> yeah. Or Bergeron has not come back yet. So we're kind of just speaking hypotheticals, but that's what it feels like they're doing. Yeah. And it's, again, it's just, I think it's infuriating for people because, so the band comes back together and what? They're out in the first or second like round again? Right. And you're not leading towards uh, at least a long-term plan to getting back there, right? You're still stuck. And it's one thing of, let's say this was, let's reverse it to last off season and the Bruins. All right. You're in the same spot. Probably you don't know what you're getting with Bergeron and Krejci, but you have the leeway to really retool this roster that all right, new voice, Rick Tockett, anyone like that, whatever. Right. But you have Bergeron back, Krejci's back and you've got 20, 20 plus million in cap space. You got a lot of room to really augment this roster. What are you doing if Bergeron and Krejci are back? Like it's, as you said, they're probably going to come back on affordable deals if that's, if that's the line of thinking we're going with here, which is very, a very tangible scenario, that's well and good. The band's back together. Woo. You get the people Yay. who sell the shirts out front of uh, the garden. We'll have a plenty more, like it'll be like the goalie hug, but it'll be just uh, Bergeron and crazy. Be great. Yes. Sell out very well. Or like the scene in Avengers end game where they all come back. Oh, you come know, to it'll the be portals. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great. That being said, what else are you surrounding this team with? You still have a bunch of contracts with dead weight. You don't really have, you know, are you placing all your bets on a guy like Lysel being a savior on this team, which is really dumb. And again, wow. you're you're still looking at, even though we've talked about it before that with these injuries, sure the Bruins could go on a second half run, or they can at least become a respectful, respectable team that could push for a wildcat spot. Uh, Bergeron and Crazy are not coming back to a team that's prime for a contention run, right? Like they're they're coming back to a flawed and injured roster that yes. Cassidy spun gold and made chicken, you know, chicken salad on chicken shit with for. Years, yeah, he's not there now. Like, so, like, you it's one of those ones where you like you try to like read the tea leaves and you try to like point out the line of thinking what the Bruins are doing and trying to get the formula down. And then you like just stare at the like the chalkboard and you just wipe it all away because it just makes no sense, like, in terms of finding like the rational logic between what they're thinking of here. The only one that like the only path that makes sense is a rebuild with a young coach and acknowledgement that things aren't working and you have to shift. Uh, shift gears kind of look at like the Celtics getting uh, you know Ime Udoka and moving Brad Stevens who realized it wasn't working and shifting that mindset again they had a good core to build off of but a lot of you know the change that needs to be made from an organization usually comes from ownership in front office acknowledging that at the top changes need to be made Bruins they're focusing on a coach who again made the most of a flawed roster and gave you a lot of success and now you're stuck with probably a lesser coach with the same minds that are trying to contend with a team that isn't getting any younger. That's for sure. Oh, oh Bruce Cassidy's face is square in the bottom of the bus. I mean, that yeah. like he could not have got thrown under the bus any more than he actually did. Kevin Paul DuPont had a great headline um, out there that was like um, Bruce Cassidy got punished for doing his job better than others. Basically. I don't have the headline right in front of me. I, yeah. I should, I actually have something different in front of me because again, 
as we always say, uh, with safe bets, right? It, safe bet that Bruce Cassidy is going to find some success somewhere else, right? Pretty safe bet. Uh, but when it comes to really safe bets, our good friends over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball scores, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. They should have Bruce Cassidy futures. That's I, mean, I should recommend that. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Again, promo code CLNS50, Bet Online, where the game stats. Where the game stats. I want to read you a quote from Cam Neely as Anna, uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, there's some of that. There's no question players being afraid to make mistakes, especially younger players, because you hear about it. I was one of those players. I had to learn and grow. I heard about it too when I made mistakes as a younger player. You can't worry about not getting back out there. I think that's one of the things we have to change. When younger players make mistakes, they're worried they're not going to play the next game. Well, that game is still going on. What's interesting is that would lead you to believe that they want a new coach because they are going to go in a younger direction, right? And that would kind of make sense. As we said, like, that. okay, like that's palatable. You want to rebuild, whatever. And we already said, it doesn't make sense if Sweeney's staying for them to rebuild. That just doesn't make any sense. They did it with Shirelli. They let Shirelli go, brought in Sweeney, right? Or they promoted Sweeney. But it's weird, given that they would say that, and then go out and get a Bergeron and you know, bring back Bergeron, bring back Krejci, right? And I think we've all agreed that Bergeron needs to come back. But the yeah. problem is you get Bergeron and Krejci, right? You throw your really good coach under the bus, right? We can, we're going to speculate probably later on what he ends up doing. Um, but you throw your really good coach under the bus. You bring those guys back. As we have said, that is just pushing the big problem down the road. Now, from their perspective, I think they see it as it's buying time. It's buying time because that's a huge problem. You don't have centers of the future. You don't. You, they absolutely do not. Charlie Coyle is not stepping in as your number one center. Eric Halla is not either. Eric, it's hard to even, you know, he, he was good in the second half, not great in the playoffs, hard to go into a next season where he's your permanent number two center. So you have those issues. Krejci and Bergeron come back. You do buy some time, but you're just pushing the problem back further. And again, I don't think you're unless you unless you surround them with top tier talent, which you do have a solid core to build off of. But I don't see that crew as currently constructed. Even if you just slot in Bergeron and Krejci, I don't know if I see that crew beating the Lightning, beating the Panthers. Like I, I just don't see it. But again, it goes back to ownership just wants to make playoffs. So again, I don't, I don't know if you're seeing something different with this or what. But just going off that, the quote just it doesn't none of this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, it's it's what it is. It feels like just talking points and excuses for how to account for firing Cassidy, right? Because I think at the end of the day, it's just trying to retool and as you said, get back to get those playoff gate tickets. Because listen, like, is there a valid is you know Cassidy gonna get off scot free about some of the shortcomings of the franchise? No, of course not. There's stuff that like has been mapped out, has been well documented, whether it be kind of stubborn with the lineup in years past. You can talk about, again, I think the media probably loves how candid and upfront he is. I'm sure it ruffled some feathers of guys oh, in the room. Yeah. Of course. Like, I mean, like, Jake DeBrus yeah. quite literally 
requested a trade. <laughs> there, and part of yes. the deal was he did not like Bruce Cassidy. So, I mean, there's that. There's like, and again, like what Neely said about, you know, giving some of these younger players a short leash. Yeah, that's the case. You know the difference though? Like Cam Neely said in his, he's like, you know, I was a young player as well. And I went through that. Difference is Cam Neely actually became a very good NHL player. And the guys that, uh, that we're talking about right now, have not proven yet that they are capable, everyday, legit top six talent. And Fred it's Frederick is things, going to become Cam Neely. People forget. And that. it's one thing where it's like, uh, has Bruce Cassidy never like committed to a youth movement, or has he never given young guys a chance? I don't know. I mean, let's see. In 2017, 18, when they needed young guys in there, Cassidy put Andrews Bjork on a top line with Bergeron and Marchand, and he put Jake DeBrus next to Jake uh, to David Krejci and didn't move him for about three years. Sounds like committing to a youth movement. Seems like putting guys in a good spot. You put Dan Heinen in the lineup, who, much to the chagrin of some Bruins fans, and kept him in there for a long time. And then Don Sweeney eventually traded him away for Nick Ritchie, who ended up sucking. <laughs> That's kind of shocking, too, isn't it? It's, yeah, that it's almost like you kind of poke logic. It's almost like a, it's like it's a hastily put together Christopher Nolan script, yeah. in which if you don't pay attention to it, the logic kind of makes sense. And then you take a step back, or you leave the theater, you get in your car, and you're like, Wait a second, that didn't make any fucking sense. How did he know? Like, it's one of those things. Like, where I I understand where the Bruins are going to come from it in terms of the rationale of moving on from Cassidy, but you inject any logic to it, doesn't work out, does it, Evan? How about Charlie McAvoy uh, being like the top power play guy and stepping in top line minutes against the Senators in 2017? I always go back to that. Like, that's a kid who was like fresh out of college. Just stepped in. Granted, they were depleted as hell, but still, they could have went with a veteran guy from Providence or something like that. Um, I also have this takeaway from this, right? And well, maybe we'll hear about this in the future. Maybe we won't. You wonder how much Bergeron had a say in this, right? Did they, and, and I'm also curious how the exit interviews with players went. Did guys say, hey, look, I don't feel I'm getting a fair shot with Bruce, right? Did enough players say that? Um, did David Krejci say, I will only come back if Bruce Cassidy is not the head coach? It's a valid question to ask. Did Bergeron say this? Did Bergeron say a similar thing, right? We thought all along that if Bergeron was coming back, Cassidy would come back, but maybe that's not the case, right? Marshan has been, uh, we've, we've always known Marshan is like Cassidy a lot. Um, not saying Bergeron doesn't like Cassidy a lot. Um, but you know, I think the praise with Marshan is always kind of, or not the praise, but Marshan's kind of sung it a little bit more, um, in past years. But if that's the case, right, if, if they're letting the players call the shots, that's not great. Because I will say this, right, you look back to the Tuka Rask thing, and I'm not saying that was all players, but they clearly all were very in favor of having him back. Sometimes you don't want players making the decisions. And that's not to say that they're dumb or they're incapable of making decisions because they're in there. They know it. But at the same time, you have guys like Sweeney who – are on the outside of the dressing room making those decisions. That's the point. So if it's Krejci and Bergeron calling the shots, that's not great. That's not great. Not great no. for the future. No. That's it's, not what you want. It's it's not what you want, Evan. No. Again, it's if you're looking at trying to build a sustainable plan forward, it's all for, as you said, like there's a rationale behind getting guys like Bergeron and Krejci back if it's serving as a bridge and you at least have a contending team or – semi-contending team for next year and then you have that clean slate in 2023 and a lot of contracts come off the books makes sense but now like you're, you're already one you know foot in the door in terms of like uprooting doing massive changes to this team right you took off uh 
established coach who's made the playoffs every year. He's been at the helm of this team. Like you're lessening your team right now and going into an uncertain future with no idea yet. At least that we don't know in terms of what the next step is. And again, like we'll see what happens on Tuesday morning when Don Sweeney talks to us. Like if he goes out or just like, you know, between the injuries and the situation we're in, we're looking at getting younger and rebuilding and, a goal is to not be in this position for a long time. And if we can free up cap space and develop talent and be right back at it and have this young core in place, we hope to be back in two years. You know what Brunson before I go with? Okay. Yeah. All right. Like still probably not happy because I mean, it's a passionate fan base. It doesn't, it takes quite a bit to appease them. Right. But there's they rationale. Love they love there's, yes, too. There, but there is a rationale and a plan in place there. If it's, you know, we're going to explore all of our options and we'll see what happens. And which means that they're going to see if Bergeron and Critchie want to come back and try to run with it. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how, if you're a Bruins fan, you look at that and have any hope towards the future beyond maybe some, fun nostalgic moments of Bergeron and Krejci back trying to carry a, a roster that is needs massive changes elsewhere all across the depth chart. I mean, it's again, even if like the Bruins stunk next year, if at the end of the, the tunnel, you see a top five pick, you see more cap space, the ability to, you know, sign other free agents with what you would imagine would hopefully be other GM or someone else running the, running the show. Uh, then there's hope, there's excitement. It's I, we talked about in the podcast that will never be released now. Yeah, about you know as daunting and as risky as it is to go into a rebuild or to place your faith in the draft and prospects. In 2015, before those picks were announced, there was a general buzz around the team, right? In terms of all right, we still have this core in place. We have Bergeron, who is 29 at that point. We have a core, and now we have a bevy of prospects that we can build around. Look at all these guys in that draft. There's excitement that comes with, yeah, moral. exactly. But there's a general excitement that comes with that if you have a plan in place. But yes, right now, what what is the next step? And right now, I don't know how you can go into the immediate aftermath of Cassidy getting canned and view it one set avenue the Bruins are committing to right now. They've got a lot of options they can take, and I think there's only kind of one that should maybe slightly appease Bruins fans in terms of the rationale for moving on from a established great coach like Cassidy. Yeah. I, he's going to come out on Tuesday morning and be like, yeah, we're going to bring back uh, Tuca and see if Z wants to come back. And quater has been saying he wants to suit back up again. We need some toughness and Kells, you know, he's coming off the bench. He's going to yeah, be the you know, coach player. This, this isn't like Avengers end game. This is like, remember that, that movie, the expendables where it was like 70 year old uh, Sylvester Stallone like punching like uh stone cold Steve Austin. That's like what this will be. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not end game. This is or the Irishman where they had oh all the God. older, uh, De Niro De Niro just kicking. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> like it's Sean, Sean Thornton fighting like Mason Marchment. Yeah. That's not, that's not what we want. That is not what we want. So uh, it's not great. I, it's funny. I have a thought that's going to piss a lot of people off. Um, and I, it came to me today because, uh, well, Monday, Monday is a three-year anniversary of something. Some people might know this. Um, Monday, I sent this to you this morning, actually. Uh, it's a three-year anniversary <laughs> of Nolachari being tripped in game five. And my first thought when the Cassidy news came out was, if things went differently three years ago today, if, if there was a tripping call called on that play, he might still be the coach. That was just a thought I had. It was a thought I had in my head. 
right? If they win the cup in 2019, that's all I'm saying, right? If that call goes the other way, it, it's going to piss a lot of people off. But that I just couldn't help. I, I couldn't help but just give that thought. That was just, I, I it came out, I had to say it. Uh, I know people are definitely going to be very angry at me uh, about that, and maybe rightfully so. Um, now we get to the fun part. Who's out there to replace Bruce Cassidy? I'm going to name a list of coaches, right? Who are free agents slash who could maybe replace. So some notable coaches who were let go, who are now on the market, <laughs> Pete DeBoer, Rick Bonus, who, who that seems mm. fairly potentially two and two, two and two together. I feel like, mm. again, we talk about all the time. It's a, a common reference, but I'm like Charlie and always sunny with the, the, the <laughs> pin makes a lot of sense. A lot of pins connect to Rick bonus. Yeah. Looking at that. Rick bonus coached the Bruins in 91, 92. Uh, maybe uh, Jeff Blashill from the Red Wings, more of a young coach. Probably. I don't know if that would be a guy you would get for a, a lot of success there in Detroit. Yeah. Tons of success. Uh, remember when uh, Krug was on the market and everybody was like, oh, he's going to Detroit because Jeff Blashill was his coach in, uh, in USHL. USHL. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick Tockett, who was thrown out there by uh, John Bouchergross. That's another uh, former Bruin. David Quinn, <laughs> John Tortorella, but that seems Christ. like a, that seems Help like me. that's good. That's, gonna, that's who you want for the younger players is John that Tortorella. Would be terrific. That would be terrific. That, that's what the Bruins con- media core also wants. Content wise, that would be a one. Um, I, I can say this. I don't think he would be as open and candid and fun with the media as you, Bruce was. <laughs> you think if you think if I asked John Tortorella about the analytic department and how the, <laughs> how the working relationship is between the analytics team and the coaching staff, it wouldn't be a, a nice like three minute soliloquy like Bruce Cassidy would give me. Ending on like a fun note, like, oh, those are good nerds. Like, no, he'd like, call me a nerd. No, he'd call me a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, nerd? You, yes. what, what are you talking about? Uh, that would be what Tortorella would do. Uh, Barry Trotz. Uh, but again, he, that feels like, I don't know if he would, I don't know if that's the guy. I mean, obviously he's the number one coach on the market, but I don't know if he would be the, the change they would want. Um, I also feel like he, there's going to be a huge bidding war for him. A lot of other teams probably going after him. Uh, Ryan Mugenel from Providence that again, Cassidy was the head coach or, you know, he was head coach for a while. Then he became assistant, uh, but maybe they go with him, even though he's sort of new uh, Jay Leach in Seattle. That is the one who a lot of people have circled, uh, but that would again be maybe more of a rebuild. Um, but still, I mean, maybe it's funny. Poor Jay Leach moves all the way out to Seattle and they coming back, <laughs> buddy, get back here, <laughs> move your family he's back. Like, he's, like, he's like, he's like the grandpa and uh, the Simpsons with the hat. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, that's Jay Leach. You go, can you bring Dave Gosher with him too? Yeah. Um, oh no, not Dave Gosher. Dave is in freaking Vegas. That's really stupid. Um, I was thinking for a second, I think he was in Seattle. He obviously isn't. Um, who makes the most sense? Cause again, I have a feeling It'll be one of bonus or Tockett. I think it'll be one of those two. That would be my guess. Yeah. Again, it's going to come down to what path the Bruins set. And again, as I've said before on this like podcast many times already, if it's a rebuild and it's a guy like Jay Leach or like Lehman or someone like that. Okay. I get it. I get it. At the very least, I understand their line of thinking. If it's Tockett J- or, J. or Bonus, <laughs> yeah. If it's if it's or it's like Quinn, it's like that's like the ultimate like me being like they need to be you guys. It's like the monkey paw of like no, we'll fire Bruce Cassidy. Are you happy then? I'm like no, that's not what I was asking for. But yeah, uh, but 
if it's a situation like that, where it's a younger coach and it's embracing that rebuild. Sure. But as you said, what I imagine it's going to be is someone who's in the old boys club, because again, it's the same regular guys at the top who are making, who are calling the shots at a pivotal time in this franchise's tenure in terms of what this team's going to look like the next five years. Again, it's, it's just frustrating because I think for Bruins fans who are so committed to this team in terms of, you know, wanting this team to thrive and being happy for, you know, another year, maybe of Bergeron and Krejci and how great that will be. But let's look five, 10 years down the line is one year having those guys back together worth 10 years of mediocrity, 10 years of getting the 12th overall pick and trying to swing for the fences on that. Like, again, it's all about mapping out a set game plan and maybe there's just one domino to fall and we get more clarity very shortly. But if it's running it back with the same crew with just a lesser coach at the helm, I don't know what to tell you. That's the sign of a dysfunctional uh, and short-sighted franchise, which for Bruins fans should scare you quite a bit. And by the way, Rick bonus, and, and this is no disrespect, but Rick bonus with Dallas got the, again, got them to the Stanley cup final in the bubble, which is like hard to, that's a whole different type of thing, but he did get them there. But other than that, I mean, they missed expectations most seasons with that core. Um, and again, he stepped down as Dallas head coach. I don't believe he was let go. Yeah, I think he, he just stepped he down. Stepped, he just stepped down. Um, talk it again, had a lot of losing seasons again. And again, I mean, if these guys get brought in and they're terrific, like I think talk, it's terrific on TNT. Um, especially when he's yelling, obviously it was a, uh, it was a skit but when he's yelling at the, and people were like on Twitter being like, is that real? What an asshole. Like all that stuff, which was so funny. Um, it was very not real. Um, but again, if they bring those guys in, what is the difference from Cassidy? Like, are they going to play bigger and tougher? Like, is that what it's going to be? Are they, you know, are they gonna, I mean, look at the Western Conference final right now. It's not exactly two big and tough teams. Um, and again, I, I, they need some grit. They do. Like, they, they do at some level. But if you're going to, again, like what Cam Neely was saying at his end of the season presser, where you're like bringing in power forwards, that's where your money went. That's part of why you just fired Bruce was because for years you were just throwing money or doing stupid trades to get bigger and tougher. And it didn't work out. David Backus, Nick Ritchie and uh, Matt Bolesky um, and uh, Nick Foligno. You can go down the list and go down the list. And I don't know what their obsession is with that. Like I, my thought of with power forwards is like, you'll come across it when you come across it. It's hard to sit there and actually like produce one because they yes. are hard to come by. Um, and so again, I mean, you look at what the capitals did to get anti-manta. Remember it was like two firsts and like, oh, um, uh, who was it? Um, Vrana. Good score. Vrana. Vrana was the guy. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they go outside the box with a head coaching, uh, search. Won't be Greg Carvel. Won't be Greg. Won't be Carve from UMass. He won't be coaching both UMass and, and the Bruins, unfortunately. He will not be doing both. Um, I have confirmed this. He will not be doing both. Can you believe it? Um, but, I mean, just the list, I don't know if they go outside of it. Like, do they go a former player? Like, kind of like what the Canadians did with St. Louis, where they go, like, outside the box. I feel like they, the Bruins would never go for a former player who didn't play for them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you go, I mean, do you go with, like, a Chris Kelly? Cause it'd probably be like the most players coach ever considering he literally just was a player. Mm-hmm. That's another one. Actually, I'm thinking this on the fly. Patrice so maybe, it's, maybe it's Patrice, is it Dan O'Chara. 
<laughs> head hangs over the glass behind the bench, <laughs> you know, like the four people behind him uh, sitting there. Uh, that'd be funny. Patrice Bergeron player coach like Manny Ramirez uh, over in, uh, what was it like Japan? I think so. Um, yeah. He was doing both. Uh, before we go, what do you think Cassidy ends up doing? Cause I have Probably a hot take on this. You know, my hot take on this. Yes. What do you think? I imagine considering the uh, number of other coaches who have been uh, let go with the bevy of opportunities out there, I bet he goes somewhere and does pretty damn well for himself, whether yeah. it's maybe uh, a team like Vegas, which by God, that team, <laughs> that's one where I could see him going out to like Vegas and them just running it back and like having a great run and him lifting a cup in like two, three years. And we'd all get be... to sit around here going like, imagine Bruce with mm. Michael here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Shocking. Right. So uh, I imagine he finds a, a spot very soon, but whatever path he takes uh, again, it's, I think you've seen it on Twitter quite a bit from, especially people in the media um, getting the chance to, to cover Cassidy, super genuine guy. Uh, always very transparent and candid. Every time you asked him a question, you can ask him what the weather was that day. You'd probably get about a five minute response from him. Uh, as someone who's, you know, loves hockey, he's covered it my whole life. Uh, learned a whole lot more just from, you know, listening to him talk and break down the game. So uh, very, very smart, genuine guy. So I think whatever he does, he'll probably have a pretty fruitful career in whatever kind of path he ends up taking. So I- I will jump off that with you. I completely agree. He was his, I mean, again, for me, I'm just starting out. I'm young. He was amazing to kind of get the feet wet and cover, uh, be one of the first uh, people I coaches I get to cover judging off what people have tweeted and said who are much older than me in the media. I hope I didn't peak too early with good coaches that I covered. I hope I, you know, there's some more good ones. Um, you know, you're going to walk into the the press room and just get suplexed by John Tortorella. <laughs> <laughs> Just, who is this? Who is this 14 year old in here? Jeez, get him out of here. Um, I think, I think Cassidy heads for an analyst job. I think he goes the media route. Now, selfishly, I want him at TNT. I want him at Turner. I think that'd be the best fit for him. I think him on that panel, especially if Talkit gets another job, like Bruce, Biz, uh, Gretzky, Anson Carter. Liam, like, I think that'd be a fun panel. That'd be awesome. Um, and Bruce would fit like perfectly in there, but ESPN's in Connecticut. So I think he goes to ESPN. I think he ultimately ends there. Tortorella will probably be gone after this year anyway, because he'll probably be in a coaching job with Philadelphia, which would be <laughs> wild. I think, I think Cassidy goes to, to ESPN. It's close enough to home. You don't have to uproot the family, less stress, more fun, maybe kind of like a kind of a, lull between coaching jobs um get to you know it's it's a fun job he loves the media he loves being candid and open so i think that's his route maybe long term too i mean again i think he'd be a terrific coach with vegas chicago's been mentioned a bunch yeah um which again i don't know if that makes a ton of sense considering they're probably going to rebuild um but again i mean i know he got drafted by them and everything but I, that's my take is that i think he goes to espn um, and I have zero insider information on that. That is just like my hunch makes location sense. He loves the media. So we'll see. We'll see. But yes, shocking that this has been, um, that this is what happened at least right now. Um, but Connor, what can people look forward to from you over at Boston sports World? Because you, my friend are not going anywhere. I am not Evan. No, there's not a lot to report about these days. No, of course. No, we'll nothing, have you covered nothing going on. We'll have you covered every step of the way. Uh, uh, with Don Sweeney's press conference with potential coaching candidates, next step for the Bruins, 
all that good stuff will all be over at bostonsportsjournal.com. So please subscribe at BSJ. Want to follow me on Twitter? You can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that. For CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins Beat listeners, have a great rest of your week. (laughs) 